2: Hey everyone, this is just a quick reminder that this is part two of My Ex Husband Gave Me HIV. As always, thank you so much for supporting the kid, and I really do hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Until next time, everyone, later.
0: Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional. Professional. Oh,
2: homegirls it's the kid eboné from the phd podcast the only place where you will hear interviews from black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics now if you hear someone that sounds familiar mind the business that pays you child if you like the phd podcast please rate review and subscribe on apple podcast please five star reviews only hold me down don't hold me up merch is now available on the site as well as my book list so please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below you can connect with the kid on Instagram at The Professional Home Girl and at the PhD Podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PhD Podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PhD Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PHG Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode looking back did you what were some other red flags that you noticed about him because I feel like who you are now and you're more evolved and you have so many lessons under your belt what were some other things that you noticed that you know you knew wasn't right well
1: I like it's crazy but I was going through his old Facebook pages and stuff like that and I noticed that it was some man twerking in a video and I'm just like am I jumping? or i'm tripping <laughs> you know, I asked him about it i was like yo what's up with this on your facebook page you know what he told me what <laughs> he was like oh they just having fun with their friends i said nigga what right I said, no way in hell a oh, bro amen for to be having this on his facebook so like he got upset Um, another red flag was when God gave me a dream that he slept with two women, both of them was white. Now the, in dreams, the dreams always mean the opposite. So instead of white women, it was black instead of women, it was men. So when I brought that up to him, cause he know I'm a dreamer and he know what God was trying to tell me. I mean, it was such a huge argument. Like it was so freaking bad. And then another one was, he was always hanging with men. Who are always like suspect that they was a little, you know, right. So it's like the signs was there because I even brought it up to my um my stepdad, so y'all won't get confused what I'm talking about. My stepdad, I was like, I think he's gay, and I but I brushed it off because like right after that, that's when I found out I was pregnant. So I didn't even want to be a single mom. I didn't want to be alone. So basically, I felt like I stayed um because I just wanted love. And you did, know? You, did
2: y'all get married? after you found out you was pregnant
1: no we actually got married before um my parents aren't big in church so you know she's like y'all shacking y'all not married blah 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 basically she wanted me to be done with him without actually saying it you know because she cannot live for me but he came up and I came up with the idea well let's just get married then because I mean I love him so why right. not but the thing is I didn't even know him that long you know I felt like I got caught up in the puppy love and the puppy love reason why I say puppy love because I was young and he was just so good at manipulating me like he could have he could have took like I would probably would have gave him my heart and how in love I was with him
2: and it was also crazy because your mom kept asking y'all
1: to get tested too yes so um I ended up getting tested because I had got pregnant So he told me that he was going to go get tested. Now, another red flag was I should have known about the HIV is when he was like, um, I was like, hey, me and Lizzie have to get tested. He was like, well, let me go get first. Let me go get tested first. And I got upset, but I just don't remember what happened after that. Like, that was a red flag right there. Like, what do you mean? You know, you need to get tested first. Like, what's going on? That should have been my reaction, but I, I think I brushed it off. Like, okay, well he can tested first. And then he came back and told me he was negative. And then I showed him my paperwork that it was negative. You get what I'm saying? So come on. But he was just so good at what he did. Like this man had me wrapped right around his finger.
2: Mm. And then he was also older than you.
1: Yeah, he, he he pretty much was. And the thing is he actually is the same, like the same age as my parents.
2: Mm. So when did things start to change for the worse?
1: So, I think once he realized that, okay, reality is this girl does love me. Um, She's just not here to hurt me. She's not like the other women I used to deal with because what I found out is he used to hanging and messing with crickets So, because um, he was like, on drugs too. Right. So, he was starting to realize that this is real. I'm pregnant with his baby. I'm actually in love with him because I actually helped him get a job because it was hard for him to get a job because his record. It was just a lot that I was dealing with, but accepting him for like I accepted him for him. And um, even though I was so young, I used my school check to make sure we had a roof over our head. I know, girl, I was dumb, but he's like reality started to hit him, and then I found out not too long ago that he was on medicine. I didn't even know that because he used to tell me. So bas- basically, HIV was the hitting thing for sick and cells. He was saying that he had sick and cells. Um, mm. I think I'm saying that right. He said he had that, but in reality, it was HIV. Mm. So then his site meds, So I just recently, like, like, probably like a couple of days ago, asked my doctor what the heck excitement is so she explained to me what it was and the whole time you're telling me I was with a man who had a mental health problem and I'm not just talking about no anxiety type mental health no he is crazy when he's not on his medicine um he actually just had a couple episodes not too long ago because his boyfriend called me um so that's a whole another story um I haven't talked about yet so like you know, I felt like he was like, he's currently rubbing the fact that he's with a man out in my face. But anyways, um, but yeah.
2: So wait, so he was on site, miss. He was on, he was taking medication for HIV. I remember you saying that he was doing coke. He was doing K2 and he was drinking like, that's a lot.
1: Heavy. Yeah, he was. He actually did it in front of me. So, um, I actually seen him for myself. You know, I seen the the crack pipe and all kind of stuff, and I'm just like, you uh, like the crack smell was so bad, mm-hmm. it was so stank. And I'm pregnant, like I think I had to be like five to six months pregnant, and I was just so big and pregnant, and I was just sitting there, like, what the heck? And he did it in front of me, and he looked at me and laughed because he knew I was judging him in a way.
2: So when did you decide to leave and go live in a homeless shelter?
1: So. That is actually a good question. Um, so one night, he came home really high and drunk. And he came home really high and drunk. And um, he just started like acting crazy. So at this time, I'm getting in the tub, and I'm aggravated because of him. And he came back really, really high, got a knife, poked it at my stomach, mm. and said so he going to kill me, my baby, and him because he can't take it no more. So... In reality, I'm like, okay, now thinking, okay, was it you couldn't take it because you want to be with a man, or you couldn't take it because you tried lying to me? So, um, you know, I called the police, and I remember he always told me that if I ever called the police on him, that he would kill me because he's like, he's his name is Pig, his nickname is Pig. So Pig, like, he explained to me what a pig really means. So I was like, why, why do they call you Pig? He said a pig where it is at like where, oh, where at. shit's at yeah so i was just like oh that makes sense basically he don't care so mm. yeah
2: so when you was at the homeless house i know you were saying that you was praying and asking god for you for him to fix your relationship so what made you go through his
1: email account because that's when you saw that he was having conversations with other men so I was just like at this point I don't know this man. Like he just flipped out of nowhere. So I need to know who this man is and who I'm really dealing with. So I was like, I have to find something on him. So I went to this email and I just like scrolled to the scent boxes and that's when I found all the pictures, him talking to me on Craigslist. If you don't know this have a thing where you can talk to minimum or Women and women, or just find you trying to find a relationship or a quick night, basically. And also, in reality, it's a lot of men who's on there that's in a relationship or married. I actually seen one myself where this Caucasian guy was like, his girlfriend went out of town with her family. He looking for a hot dude, and I felt I felt sick to my stomach because she don't even know, you know. Mm. And then he, these people knowing he had HIV, he could pass it on to somebody else. So, um. I went through it, and that's how I found all the conversation and pictures of him and me. Wow. And did you ever ask him
2: about the emails? Um,
1: Because I know
2: you went back home after this.
1: I waited. I waited until – actually, in my book (laughs) – I didn't mention this on YouTube because I I wanted to be a surprise to everybody. But actually, in my book, I talked about how I actually – brought up to him that I found out he was gay way before, way before the emails and um, the pictures that was in his phone. I actually found out, he screenshotted to meet a man while we was together and I was laying in bed and he was outside talking to the man. And I was like, something told me to go through his phone and I did. And that's how I seen a man butt screenshot his phone. So I I like, he was asleep. And I actually was punching him like I was fighting a girl on the street, and he grabbed me. He said, "Baby, what's wrong?" I said, "You gay? You ain't tell me." <laughs> mm.
2: So when did you decide to like leave him? Because did you leave him before you went to the hospital? And what made you go to the hospital to go get tested?
1: So actually, I left way before then. Um, he didn't even know I left Tallahassee because he was on drugs and living in the street life and doing his own thing. He didn't even know that I was gone because he probably felt like he still had me. Like right around his finger, but he didn't. So I moved back to Tallahassee. Of course, I, I mean, I moved back to Jacksonville. Of course, I still was kind of stuck on him, but I had to choose between him and my daughter. And I chose my daughter. So I moved in with my big sister because she left. She also left Tallahassee um, to move back to Jacksonville. So I moved back with her. Um, and then I finally told my family that I was here. It took me a while because I was embarrassed because they didn't even know what was going on. My parents didn't know. I was just too embarrassed because he had, like, basically kept me from talking to my parents. Um. So when it was for, like, I had to get enrolled, you know, in a new doctor because I'm pregnant. So my mom and my dad and my sister, we all went to the doctor together. Because, you know, it's the first grandbaby. So everybody excited and stuff like that. So... Um, I got tests. I was getting my blood drawn and stuff like that. So the, like, the same day I was home and I was just chilling and I started coughing. Like I was going to phone my ex-husband and I started coughing. He was like, why are you coughing like that? And I was just like, I don't know. I think I have a cold. Now me being a first time mom, I'm thinking my cough was normal. You know, maybe it's just part of the pregnancy, everything, which is part of the pregnancy to me. So the lady, like the nurse, uh, my nurse called me, same nurse I have to this day. She called me and she asked me to come in. And I was like, no, because I just came in. Why why you want me to come in again? She was I really need you to come in here. Um, so I came in the next day, met my mom. And that's when she told me, well, the doctor came in and told me I was HIV positive. Um, I was just so numb, hurt, confused all of the above because I never thought something like that could ever happen to me and that's mm-hmm. why I always try to stress the people the things that you think won't happen to you can and will mm-hmm.
2: so I know you when you told him about your status you did it in front of your family so what was his reaction what did he say
1: no babe oh my god I can't believe that like he didn't know so I said don't play with me I said did you know and he was like, "Is anybody around you?" I was like, "No, I lied." He was like, "He knew he had it. He had it for years." Mm. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs>
2: and do it's you crazy. know how he got it? Yeah, like I don't understand how he could just say that and make it seem like it's okay.
1: He he, like maybe a couple weeks ago, he supposedly had told me where he got it from. He said it from a woman, but I honestly believe it was a man because he told me that he's been like that since he was a kid. So been like what? I don't like bisexual.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um I believe he did get it from a man because he has been having sex with men since he was a child. So I don't believe nothing he say anymore. So Yeah. So you and then you, I thought one part that you said
2: to me, because I was like, Wow, this was kinda of deep because you said you spoke to his ex wife and she told you that he gave it to her at the age of sixteen and when she was pregnant too.
1: Well, actually it was his baby mama he was mm-hmm. he, I'm actually was the first woman he ever married um she had told me that she was pregnant she found out that she, when she was in her third trimester because she was about to have the baby and she found out she was positive then um the baby well she told me that the baby was negative but he ended up telling me that the baby ended up getting HIV mm. and um yeah that's crazy so the baby, she did put the baby up for adoption, but she did ask me, she said, if you don't do anything else, please lock him up because I can't do it. Because I was just like, why you won't do it? Because it was still fresh to me. And I was like, so why you just won't do it? And then she was just like, because it's, it's been long ago, you know, since it happened to her. And I was just like, okay. So I was like, I'll think about it. But I, of course I did lock him up not only for me for her and everybody else that he probably would try to do it too because I actually had a lot of people on YouTube reached out to me to tell me that my ex-husband tried them when we was married in Tallahassee and they was mm. like they, glad that they didn't do it because they'd have been a victim too and I'm just like I'm glad you didn't do it either knowing that he was a married man because if you was one of those nasty females to mess with a married man then you would have ended up with the wife had so I'm glad you didn't either
2: no, I was going to say, because I know your father, he also has HIV, he's also HIV positive too. So how did he feel when he found out about your
1: status? Um, He actually told me if he can live with it, I can live with it. So why did I lock my ex-husband up?
2: Yeah. I'm like, how did that make you feel?
1: It was hurtful, but I'm not surprised that it came from him. Um, he, My mom tried to tell me in so many ways without actually telling me that my dad is evil, that he don't think about nobody but himself. Mm-hmm. I tried to get him a doubt, but he showed me what my mom was trying to tell me.
2: Do you think, I know this is like the million dollar question that everybody kept asking you. Do you think your father and ex-husband was messing with each other?
1: Yes, I do. And I still believe that to this day. And my ex-husband still trying to convince me that it never happened. But I just, and there's no reason. Like, with my dad, you can't get nothing from him unless you do what he wants.
2: hmm
1: and I used to brag about my husband's sex. So I know for a fact that my, my dad tried it because he wanted to. Do your mom think that too? Um, I actually never asked her, but I'm pretty sure she believes so because she told me so many stories about how, you know, a bunch of pastors used to be in the same room watching Men and Men porn when she was young because my mom was a child when my dad got with her. So she was still like in high school. She was not even old enough to buy a cigarette. Right. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, she actually wrote a book about him. So, I thought I went through something. I felt like I relived my mom life, basically. But I always look at it as if we have a purpose. So.
2: So, you decided to go to the police to press charges. What happened?
1: So, all I know is it happened so fast. It was all over the news, all over Facebook. And I asked them to please, 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 please don't mention my name or my picture. But of course, people know that that was my ex, like that was my husband at the time. So they knew it was me. I was the victim and they knew I was pregnant. So people was reaching out to me. I had to delete my entire Facebook for a while.
2: How many years did he get?
1: Um, they only gave him four and he did two in jail and two in prison. I believe the reason why they gave him four, because they felt like that I wasn't strong enough to talk against him. But in reality is if they wasn't just thinking about, you know, winning a case, you know what I'm saying? Instead of thinking about the victim, they would have got victory because I would have told him every single thing, you know, and I would have showed so much proof that he would have got longer, you know, but they think about themselves
2: and I remember this story because this was a big story in Florida.
1: Wow! Like
2: when I was doing my research and stuff, and I saw a picture of him, I'm like, "Yo, I remember the story going like viral."
1: Yeah, I seen. Um, actually, a lot of people reached out to me and said they remember it. Um, it was all over the news. People talking about it like it was crazy. When I first seen it shared from a um, from somebody in Tallahassee that I actually was cool with. I immediately, like, oh, heck no. Like, I didn't think it was going to get that far. I was so ashamed. I was so afraid. I was already suicidal. So I was just like, it's just too much. And then people started to reach out to me. I was just like, I can't handle this anymore.
2: Do you know how many people he affected?
1: Um, I honestly don't, but I believe majority of everybody that i seen in that phone, he did. And I mm. even told the cops to about that. I told him about the partners that he did have and met on the internet that he did not disclose his status to um from what from what i heard they did reach out to the other people but i'm not sure if that's really true and i'm
2: surprised he only got four years especially since he's a registered sex offender yeah so what is your relationship now with your ex-husband because y'all do have a child together right
1: yes um we quadruple like i you know how a person can deal with a person because they have to deal with that person um is hey there, how's she doing good in a discussion? Like in the beginning, he was trying to talk to me and be all extra talking about he messed up, he want his family, and I wasn't dealing with that. And what he didn't know is every time we get on the phone, I put it on speaker so that my husband can hear. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then a boyfriend, his boyfriend, like, he's currently with a man right now. So his boyfriend, like, reached out to me to ask me if Lizzie needed anything. He wants to be in her life. And I was pissed at first because I'm like, first of all, ain't none of that. That's for one. Two, I don't even play those type of games because I felt some type of way also because this is not the first time a man reached out to me. Um, When he was in jail, a gay dude actually called me why he was in jail saying that he know who I am I don't know these dudes thought I was just some little girl but after the situation actually built me to not take any crap anymore so I was not even going for that I blocked I blocked the jail thing and it was none of that so I actually blocked his um boyfriend too because I, I don't I don't play them type of games. And then it's like, he already thrown in my face that my other half. Yeah, your other half. So you're telling me that you always knew that you liked the men. So was I a joke to you? Like, that was my reaction. And I asked him that um not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, no, I wasn't a joke to him. He was just going through a lot. I felt like it was bullcrap. But I was just like, listen, you out, you out. Your family knew and they didn't tell me.
2: so hard do you plan on do you plan on like letting your daughter go and like spend time with him or no never yeah
1: i don't first of all you're a sex offender that's one two you lie to me why you a sex offender three i don't know the people that you'll be around and you around sex offenders and then y'all got "Mm -mm, i'm good no
2: and i just think that's just so crazy how your dad knew that he was bisexual and a sex offender and he still introduced y'all to each other
1: he's selfish too because from what I was told I'm not the only daughter he did to. I was just mm. the only daughter who was dumb enough to fall for it mm.
2: so you spoke about the first year being difficult once you found out about your status what was going on during that time
1: um I became but wow when I say I became but wow is I didn't care about life anymore I didn't care about myself I started smoking cigarettes, I started smoking in blacks. I started drinking, clubbing, things that I normally don't do. Um, at that time I just started doing it. You know, at one point when I was like 18, I was clubbing, you know, and stuff like that, but I had got my life together with God. So I was going to church heavy, but I felt like I was going to die anyways, so why not live my best life? You know, I just basically became careless. Um, I didn't know how to be honest and come out and talk to people about it um I was suicidal it was just a lot um Mm -hmm. me taking my medicine I used to cry every single day taking my medicine what does medication look like for you so okay so I can't speak for everybody else that have HIV I can only speak to me like speak for me I take one pill a day Mm -hmm. but I've seen that a lot of people take four five six seven eight 10 pills but me i always had one pill like i was blessed enough to have one pill and i always been blessed enough to be undetective i have been i have been undetected since um i had my daughter right it's like as if i don't even have it because i take care of myself now what i like this is how i know for a fact that it was god because for one the young lady that he was messing with who who baby had got it Um she found out right before she had the baby. I found out like a month before I had my daughter. So technically Elizabeth was supposed to get it, but -hmm. because of the grace of God, she didn't. Mm -hmm.
2: So fast forward to now you are in a healthy nurse to your current husband.
1: Was it hard for you to baby? Oh, I can (laughs) call him my baby daddy now, because that's my daddy now. So was it hard for you to share your status with him? Um, no, it wasn't because I always told myself, I said, I didn't get the chance, you know, and I want to be that person to give that person a chance, you know. If I want to talk to them, I know I want to be with them. I want to give them a chance to either accept me because if, I believe if they reject me, then it wasn't for me. You know how you hear that oh, if if it wasn't meant, it wasn't for you. That's how I felt in that predicament. So when I told him. He accepted me no questions asked he didn't even want to know how when where and why he said okay like okay that's 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 it that's the biggest thing you gotta tell me about
2: I also know your husband is very he understood how you felt because his aunt died from AIDS right yes yeah so did his family treat you differently once they knew about your status
1: no um, not at all I do believe his mom was upset at first, because she heard it from somebody else and not me and him, but I felt like it wasn't that person's place anyways, because guess what? To this day, I have never met this person. I don't even know this person. My husband showed me a picture of her, um, but I have never, ever met this person, and I've been with him for four years, and I still haven't met that family member, Um, let alone even heard about him. like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that was my place and my husband's place to tell his parents about my status. But and at the current... same time, mm-hmm, go ahead. at the same time, I probably would have been upset if I was in her shoes because my sister died from AIDS because her husband gave it to her. Like, how would I feel you being my sign and you're positive? So I understand if she was upset. You know, if that's the case. But they don't treat me different. They treat me normal like a regular mm. person.
2: And your current husband, he's HIV negative.
1: Correct. And HIV. I know y'all get
2: tested a lot together.
1: Yes, every three months together.
2: So I know you have three beautiful girls. So what's I something <laughs> what's something that you would share with your share with your three daughters that you wish somebody would have shared with you at a young age?
1: One. It's how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Two, if somebody, if if you say no, the answer is no. For example, um, my dad was playing with her and, um. His, like, my, my baby girl, my new baby, she didn't want to be with him no more. So she wanted to come to me or her dad. So he was like, that's all right. I got my new grandbaby. I still got my first grandbaby. And she said no. So basically, he was trying to bribe her with snacks to sit with him so he won't look embarrassed, you know, because he was trying to be cool. whatever. But I wanted to teach her that the answer is no. Um, so she told him no. She wanted to sit by herself and watch the movie because she was watching a movie. So she didn't want to move or whatever. So when we got home, um, she told her dad, she was like, dad, um, papa wanted me to sit with him. And I told him, no, he's a grown man. So I told him no, but that just lets me know that I'm doing my job, that my, Mm -hmm. when my daughter knows she means no. And, you know, another example is she knows she's not supposed to sit in the man's lap. You know, um, anything somebody said to keep it a secret, she know to tell me the secret because I'm her best friend, you know, it's just things that I wish that somebody would have told me, you know, she tells me everything, even if it take her time to tell me, she's going to eventually tell me, um, another thing that I wish is somebody was to help me about credit, um, money, how to manage money, because I believe I wouldn't even have to be stripping if I knew how to manage my little tricks I was getting, you know, if I understood college and stuff like that. Not everybody go to college because, yeah, I went to college, but what I want to do in life, I don't believe college is for me. You know, so I became an author without going to college. Okay. I became an influencer without going to college. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I really didn't need college, but I was like, basically, oh, if you don't go to college, then you ain't gonna be nobody. That's, all, that's the mentality I always had. You know, because I hear people say that I would never be nothing. And that's something that I want to tell my girls. You are somebody. You will be somebody in life. Because that was always told to me that I was ugly. I would never have nothing. I would never be nothing. And honestly, y'all, everybody that's listening, to this day, it took me a long time to get over it. And I am 24 years old. I think I just got over it last year. I Uh believe in it. And how did you get over it? My husband encouraged me and told me and basically showed me more than what people say you will ever be. They laughed at you, but you turned your pain into a worldwide influence of situation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even look at it like that because I'm that humble, you know? So it was just amazing how my husband basically brought me out of it. Like, I have my mental breakdowns, you guys. If you... If you don't know, sometimes I do have my mental breakdown where I just cry. Um, actually, shared it on TikTok one time. I showed people how I record myself having an HIV mental breakdown because the first time I'd be like, "Well, why would he do this to me? Why? I was 19 years old. I was a child. He could have left me alone. He could have did. He could have did anything else. He could have went anybody if he wanted to be a man. Like that was me going off. So I record myself crying and doing that. So. Can see the reality because I'm not gonna like. Oh, I'm perfect. I'm good. It still still affect me. It does. It does. I have to see my daughter every day. She looks just like him. It does. But I am in the process of healing from the situation, and it's not an overnight situation. This man basically took my life from me. I was so young and in college. I was trying to get to know me because, like, as I had a low self esteem. And I thought a baby was going to help me, but I ended up having a miscarriage. So, I wanted a restart in my life.
2: And you're so young.
1: Yeah, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm about 35 myself.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've you definitely have been through a lot. But I'm, I'm also surprised that you have your kids around your father, though.
1: Um, Say what?
2: As I'm also surprised you have your kids around your father because of everything
1: that happened um are you talking about my stepdad or my real dad
2: um both or would, who who was you referring to when you said that, that your daughter was saying no papa i don't want to sit with you
1: um my stepdad um he was cracking jokes basically he like you know how man ego is he was like oh well i got my first grandbaby my first grandbaby gonna sit with me and watch a movie because my new baby, she was crying because she didn't want to sit no more. She wanted us to play with her and he wanted to watch a movie. So he was like, that's all right. I got my first grandbaby. My first grandbaby will always make sure Papa good, but she didn't want mm-hmm. to sit with him. So he was trying to brag her with popcorn, sodas, all kind of stuff because he do us like that and we're grown. I mm-hmm. used to call for when I was pregnant because you know I was fat and pregnant. I was hungry, but um, I was teaching her to say no no matter what the situation is the no means no and another thing I taught my kids was um if an adult if you tell me something about an adult and they say we call me a liar to put fear in your heart you better tell them in their face yes you a liar mama this person did this Mm -hmm. because that used to happen to me when I was young and I was afraid that put fear in my heart so I always taught my kids it's okay to call an adult lie if they're lying. If they're lying tell them they're lying. So um, but no, my real father does not be around my kids. I don't trust him um, I don't even send pictures to him because I just don't trust him. you know for him if you meet him in person you'll think he's a normal person but you're actually a sick person so but my my stepdad, he's an amazing father he's he have never did anything to all of, any of us my siblings because actually it's seven of us and it's five girls and two boys Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: we never had a problem with him he raised us when we was kids um once my mom divorced that family my dad stepped in and raised us and and tried to show us you know but we were just so damaged you know Mm -hmm. it was kind of like hard for him to root in us but i one that took the hustle side and um the survival side. I think I was able to take that from him. um he he always showed us how a man's supposed to treat a woman, but for some reason, I didn't take that.
2: So how does your family feel now with you coming out? you're an influencer, you're sharing your stories like do you feel like they're proud of you like your siblings?
1: Um, I don't know because like my family we're not inf- like affectionate people like I purposely hug my siblings and they thought something was wrong. So my sister did the same thing to me, like later on. like, she hugged me and I thought something was wrong because like, we don't show that type of love and affection. You know, I think it's weird. But like I said, because the way we grew up, you know, that is kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. And I never asked, it's so many of us, and we all have different lives. We di- we live, like, different meanings in life. Like, we, we literally just so different. So I did ask my mom, I was like, was she embarrassed of me? I even asked her that probably, like, a, like the other night. I was like, are you embarrassed of me? And I said, because it's getting bigger and bigger. And she was like, you know, why would I be embarrassed? You know, um, everybody have their own story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that makes sense because my mom has her own story, and she actually wrote a book about her story. So, um, but when they, like, I, I just don't know. I never ask them how they feel. They're just so different.
2: Well, I'm super proud of you, and I'm happy to see that you are in a good space. You know, I've watched your YouTube channel uh, and I see that you are manifesting in a life that you deserve. And I think that you're a beautiful girl. And I saw you got your mm-hmm. teeth done. I said, yes.
1: Yes, God. They can't tell me nothing when I got them choppers.
2: <laughs> listen, she up her cheesing. Some <laughs> teeth are bad,
1: Listen, if you saw a real old video, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, oh my goodness. I had so much confidence. Cause, honey, who let me on his camera like this? But my husband said, if you never did it, then you this then you would have did it for the money. He said, if you never did it this far, that um, it wasn't your calling. So I did it without my teeth being fixed. I did it mm-hmm. without knowing how to do makeup and hair. But I am doing a video of me comparing myself. Um, it was a vision board that I did, but I never did my twenty twenty one my twenty twenty one vision board yet. So I'm actually going to do both of them in the same video. And, you know, I just want people to see how far I came and how much I accomplished um, through the grace of God because there's nothing that I did, you know, so.
2: Are you surprised at how far you came? Like, do you ever look back and and be like, damn, like I really made it?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Because I'm just like, I was like, last year, I never thought I would be here to this Mm -hmm. day that's why I always try to say now you never know where you'll be six months from now, because six months later my YouTube blew up. I've been doing YouTube for a whole year, almost two years now, and at the time I was just doing fashion plus size, but that was that wasn't that wasn't my calling. Once I was able to come out and tell my story and tell people the reality of HIV, that's when I blew up. That's when I realized okay this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to help somebody else because when I needed help, nobody was there for me. I couldn't find not one YouTube video. Like, I recently searched to see if I could find something similar. I still couldn't find nobody. Like, people mm. people out of, the, like, different countries talk about their story, but you don't actually have people now giving help, um, educating um, young younger people because these younger people, it's a lot of young people have herpes, you know? To me, it's no difference A so, this disease is a disease, but I've been noticing a lot lately that a lot of people have not been like this, um, telling people their status, and I'm just like, "You're selfish. I don't even want to be around you. You're selfish." You know, I was a victim, so you was a victim, so why not tell the person that you're sleeping with your status? So yeah,
2: because
1: you're taking that choice from that person, right?
2: Well, last but not least, what is some advice you would give to our listeners on not giving up?
1: Well, not giving up. Pray. That's all I can say is pray, because that's what it took—like prayer for real. Because mm-hmm. I'm—I like, oh well, God don't hear me. Yes, He do. I promise you, He do. Because I didn't think He hear me either. You know, I didn't think He was going to send me a husband. He did. Because I thought a man would never love me.
2: And I love you the way that you deserve.
1: Exactly. A pr- like, um, my aunt, she's a prophet, and she came to me and she was like, um, God is going to bless you with a husband who love you for you and your children. Now, mind you, I was pregnant with my second daughter and I already had Elizabeth. And when she said it, I didn't believe her. couple mm-hmm. like, months later, my husband came in the picture. So prayer is just the only thing I could think of because I never thought that I would be here at this moment. Like, this is my dream, you know, and something had to happen to me to be able to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been through a lot, but how can I tell somebody who's going through with a disease if I don't have one? You mm-hmm. know, so I definitely say if you feel like you want to give up, pray about it. Pray and ask God to so give you a vision, pray and ask God to order your steps. You know, even when you feel yes, like he's to order your steps. Just keep going. Even if you feel like he's not listening, just keep going. I promise you the change is gonna come because I'm telling you from experience to this day. That I just felt like I just couldn't do it. There's times where I felt like I wanted to give up. This is too much. Being a public figure, I'm getting judged. Like right now, I'm currently getting judged so much on all platforms. Because, like I tell you guys, I felt like I wasn't as big, but because I'm humble. But in reality, is I'm bigger than I think I am. So I just really need to be careful. You know, with everything I do and just pray about everything, every little thing. I don't care if it's sipping the water. God, do you want me to sip this water? <laughs> I used to think that was so crazy when the older people just tell me that.
2: Well, I am super excited. I'm very thankful that we finally made this happen. So to my listeners, if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the podcast.com I'm pretty sure this won't be the first time we would have our guests with us. Well, not the first, the last, should I say. <laughs> and <laughs>
0: available feature intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions always monitor traffic and weather conditions become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from trinity school of natural health trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products trinity grads are equipped to change lives Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive to work in traffic so slow.